0: You're listening to Travel Nursing and Allied Life, hosted by TravCon. Welcome to the Exhibitor Minute of the Travel Nursing and Allied Life podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Freitag. This week, we'll be discussing the changing priorities of healthcare professionals, how the staffing shortage is affecting them, and what different directions some are choosing. Welcome back this week, Valerie Gale. If you tuned in last week, she talked about clinical coaching and different specific issues that travelers have had on assignment and how she managed to help them work through it. It's in a completely separate entity, not even separate, but a completely its own entity within Nomad so that if you have any issues, she can help you coach through them. So I encourage you to tune into that podcast if you haven't listened to it already. And this week, thank you very much, Valerie. Welcome back. Thank you. Excited to be here. (laughs) talk a little bit about how the priorities of of healthcare professionals have changed since before the pandemic. It's been a very different uh, scene for everybody working through the pandemic, but tell Mm -hmm. us a little bit about how it's changed from before to now.
1: Yeah, no, thank you so much. Um, I think I think what we are seeing the most, and again, this comes through many of our clinical coaching calls, is where we really kind of hear the heart of our HPs coming through. Um, but we really are hearing this this changing priority. And I, I don't, I, I, maybe it's a little bit hard to say it that way because I think it's always been a priority for us. But I think maybe just a re energizing around mental health. And um, I know that we've seen that in so many other parts of of the world, really, and so many other businesses and in athletics and sports and just this awareness, creating an awareness of the reality of mental health and the challenges. And I think it's obviously not been any secret, the burnout and and just the frontline work for so long that just felt relentless, right? That it, you would think there was a light at the end of the tunnel and then it would, be a train, and it, you know it just—it was never going to stop. And so, what we have heard, and and I I have seen and heard this shift, even just in recent months. Like I'll just say, even over the course of 2022, is just this real desire to be in a place where um, an HP feels safe, they feel heard, um, that they don't feel like they're called to compromise. Um, mm-hmm. much of the data, I think that came out, um, again, back in the voice of the travel nurse data on a gypsy nurse, is just so telling. And, and we're hearing that is that the priority is really on, I need to protect my license. Yes. I don't feel good doing this the way I'm doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just, you know, to steal a line from last week, we, we coach to stay, but not to the point where a clinician doesn't feel safe, right? When it mm-hmm. when that is their priority and we really need a resolution, then we'll coach them through that and look to find them another assignment. Um, and so I, I do think that that's just a huge priority or like a re-energizing around mental health and the need to protect it. Um, and And I think too, like the statistics around just leaving the workforce before the pandemic was like right around 11%. And, and this is, this is nurses specifically. So I don't need to exclude anybody, but that's just where the research mm-hmm. sits is like almost 30%, like 29% are leaving the profession. Wow. And, and so I think that that's, you know, that's scary and it's kind of mm-hmm. sad. And, and um, I think, you know, one of the other things to think about is then where are they going? Mm-hmm. And and so I I think the hope in in that or the the glimmer of hope of uh, the flip side of that is I think what we are seeing is even as healthcare professionals are exiting maybe from the bedside, I think that can be interim changes too. That can be I'm going to exit for we have a fantastic account manager on our on our nomad team, um, and she, she was a baby nurse graduated in 2018. And just had to step away, you know, in 2021 and say, like, I need to take this space and took six months and, and said, I'm not sure what I'm going to do, but I I can't do that right now. And so there's this like priority around getting the space and, and doing the grieving and doing the recovering. And, mm-hmm. and I, I, I love that because I think for too long, a lot of us just kept... You know, this old memo that says you just can't stop, right? You can't stop. You can't heal. You can't recover. And I see that rising as a higher priority. And what I see then is nurses and allied health professionals that while they may exit the bedside, they're still looking for ways and roles where they can really influence and impact healthcare, which I love exactly. that. And because so that's like our in team, for. right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And that's and I think they love-, love Sorry. No, you're fine. That, I think that's what makes a difference, right? Though it's, it's again, going back to some of the other conversations we had, someone gets two extra patients and it's two o'clock in the morning and now they're 10 to one ratio and, and they're like freaking out. The next morning, you can tell that story to your spouse. You can tell it to your partner. You can tell it to one of your kids. You could tell it to an employee that if you can talk to a nurse or you can talk to someone that says, oh my gosh, I've been there. Yeah. I have so been there. And like, we've had tears, like we've had, we've had folks on our team that we end up on a call for 60 minutes. And those are, again, those meaningful moments of connection that that allow clinicians to feel validated, to feel heard. And they're being heard by another clinician. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that, that really um, does seem to make a difference. So that priority again, around mental health, around connection, um, a willingness to speak up. I, I, I love that. I mean, I remember the years of trying to force people to speak up if they saw something that wasn't right. I mean, I did patient safety for lots of years and you know, I just don't, we don't have to do that. It doesn't feel like we have to do that as much anymore. I feel like people are much more willing to say, no, I'm going to speak up now, so. And that that's very
0: powerful, both for patient safety and for healthcare professional mental health because they mm-hmm. are willing to, to stand up. You see a lot of the discussion, hey, I'm a little burned out where I'm at, and I recognize that,
1: mm-hmm. but I also
0: love what I do still. Mm-hmm. So what other options can I use? My training and my experience, I still like certain mm-hmm. aspects of this. Where else can I go? And they're looking for different options. You see mm-hmm. that a lot. Yeah. The, uh, we had at TravCon this year, we had a talk on um, remote nursing, uh, sort mm-hmm. of remote telehealth. That was one of our mm-hmm. most popular sessions. Also, adding things like RV living or van life. That yes. can a whole new revitalizing element into your mm-hmm. travel nursing adventure or travel yep. healthcare, for, you know, adventure. So, being able to add that can be huge. Um, how do you think the growing healthcare working shortage has impacted those that are still in the field? I mean, yeah. it's it's more <laughs> stressful. Yeah, uh, they're dealing with, like you say, you know, higher ratios and thankfully, California still has its strong union and they're fighting Mm -hmm. hard to keep those ratios intact, which I think helps the rest of the country. But there's still a uh, a constant battle for those who are in the field. What Mm -hmm. have you heard from them? and, And how are they? How are they getting impacted?
1: Well, I think, or, or you sort of alluded to it yourself, but I, I mean, anytime you remove supply, right, it um, mm-hmm. the conditions just become more challenging. And so I, I think that's the unfortunate part of our industry right now is that the aging population won't stop, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that trend is continuing. Um, this, this dramatic increase from 11% to 30% of the exiting of the profession We also know there's a huge impact coming from physicians, right? We know there's a physician shortage and education programs. And how can we creatively, um, you know, are there other ways to do education and training? And, you know, we were just at another conference a few weeks ago and the whole conversation around the team-based model of care, right? Coming back, how that comes full circle where now it's, you know, one RN to to a team and then this, these are all the other people you have on your team and everyone's operating at the, at the top of their license. And, um, you yeah, I think there's, there's so many conversations now in motion about how to do that because, because I don't know that there's relief any other way, because mm-hmm. again, a, until we create spaces that, that our nursing and allied health professionals feel safe and confident and all of that staying in, I just don't know that that worker shortage is going to stop and and I think it's incumbent on us as leaders in healthcare to look for ways to stop the bleed. And 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 if we listen to what people are saying and even to we listen to ourselves and what we what we need again I just think goes back to healthy connection to having hard conversations to building things right from the beginning and and fixing what's broken. And that can't always mean more people. Right. So if it can't always mean more people, what are some strategies we can do to address it? Um, I we wish I was t- more positive answer. but I just don't think it's going to get better, at least not in a hurry. So do
0: you see do you see the team nursing coming back or the team uh, health care? It's not just nursing. It's, you right. know, PTs, helping, P- mm-hmm. you know, working with PTAs more and, and OTs yep. with OTAs uh, and using sort of, as you say, working to the top of your license. Do you see that coming back to a we- lot of facilities?
1: So I will say that I've definitely heard that conversation more again than I've heard it in a really long time. And so, um, so we were at a conference a few weeks ago um, and, and at the Becker's healthcare conference. And, and that topic came up a couple different times is, you know, again, how can we creatively address this? If, if it can't just be more RNs or it can't just be more doctors, what how can we look at licensure requirements and how can we look at who do who does what again you know 30 years ago um well not maybe not 30 20 years ago when it became so you know think about respiratory therapy and the role of the respiratory therapist in the icu and what they could do and the settings on the vent versus what the nurse can do and you know can we craft systems of care again which really promote Um, everybody operating, like I said, at top of their license. And I, I mean, I think, I think to some degree, we are going to need to reevaluate the role of, of some support positions. The allied health already is 60% of the healthcare workforce, right? That's a, that's a meaningful portion of our healthcare workforce. And so is there opportunity for more? Um, I, I I think we're going to have to be creative and entertain models that have worked before. Um,
0: We really are. I do notice uh, the latest hospital that I worked at, they were very quick to cancel sort of the aids. They kind of felt like that was somewhere you could shave off. Mm -hmm. Um, But everyone at every level is so important in the team and aids or or whatever you call them in whatever area you're working in, um, you know, they can answer call bells. They're reducing falls. They can take mm-hmm. vital signs. They can check in on people. And that is a huge portion. That's actually, yes. you know, checking in on all the patients regularly. That's a really satisfying but valuable mm-hmm. part of the care.
1: Yes. When you 100%. hear a patient
0: say, I haven't seen anybody in hours, I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's really hard to take when you hear that. But you yeah. know, it's simply because you're short staffed. So if you can bring the team in together, and utilize yes you as a pt OTRT, as a nurse you might have more patients on your docket but you might be doing less or the same work because you have help you have a yes yeah uh you know yeah. physicians have residents and and whatnot also to help them with that so that might right. be uh part of the solution to the shortage yeah. that's happening right now but as you say a- there's it's nice to see that travelers are willing to speak up and say, this isn't a safe assignment, this isn't a safe area, Mm -hmm. or I feel a lot of animosity from the staff. Uh, They know there's another job around the corner because Mm -hmm. they can move to different places. So the voice of the traveler really said, these things are important to us. We're not afraid to work hard.
1: Yeah,
0: Money is not at the top of the list. It's important Mm -hmm. that it's not at the top. What really matters is the team approach, the support yeah. i get from my co-workers and uh you know i think those assignments will be more popular because they can offer that
1: yeah no i totally agree with you i i think about the or model if we think about something that's remained relatively stable in healthcare, like you would never think about taking the scrub tech out of the or right and mm-hmm. to your point exactly. Every member of the team in that OR has to be there. You need the circulator. You need the scrub tech. You, 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 wouldn't, you wouldn't go and we need to cut. So we'll take, But for whatever reason, that, that approach to making sure everybody is able to do, again, what they were intended to do and do it well and do more of it. We don't translate that into other nursing units and other units of the hospital. And right. so could it? You know, is it something that we could start doing again? It's, you know, you know those things come tend to come yeah. back around again, just like, like wide leg pants. So um, I,
0: yeah. I feel like travel nursing also is uh, its own antidote for mental health because, mm-hmm. and I'm talking sort of from a staff nursing point of view, you get very tired in your regular role mm-hmm. and uh, you can, you're sort of limited in your growth, your clinical mm-hmm. and your mental mm-hmm. growth. And so much when we give scholarships to uh, travelers every year, those that are improving their communications, one of the questions we ask is how has travel nursing uh, helped you grow as a person Mm -hmm. and as a healthcare professional? Mm -hmm. And they talk about, it has expanded my horizon, both clinically and mentally, but you know how people do things different from one er country to one state to another state, Mm -hmm. how things are approached, how things are... Uh, taking care of how the patient's you know, care changes. Mm-hmm. And so for them, even if it's not permanent, even if you're only as a, a healthcare traveler for a few years or two, three, five, ten, 10, it revitalizes your mm-hmm. interest and desire mm-hmm. to do what you love doing because mm-hmm. it changes. It's fresh mm-hmm. and it keeps mm-hmm. moving. So we see that a lot for people moving from the staffing the staff mm-hmm. position to the healthcare traveler side and they love yeah. it. That added excitement and they might go back. Most people will go back to being a staff nurse, but what they gain from traveling is, mm-hmm. is indispensable.
1: Yeah. No, I, I mean, I can see that, right. Cause even if I think about um, taking a break, like I, I think about people after they come back from vacation, so they take a week away or two weeks away and they've had a chance to disconnect and refresh and like, it, it, yes you, they come back and they have like this new energy right and i i say often like most of us are really great starters very few people are good finishers and so so i think that doesn't mean we can't be it's just there's there's just this natural human tendency for things to kind of wane right and so our mood to wane and our our engagement to wane and if you've seen the same issues ongoing there's no resolution that can get frustrating yeah and so it, it's not t- to say there's not going to be issues somewhere else either, but, but giving yourself that break. And I think, I think you're right. Um, we have seen kind of a cyclical, again, approach to travel nursing where it's, I need to step away for a while and I want the variation. I want to grow that way. And then there's a, maybe, okay, maybe I need, you know, I want to go back or we have, we have HPs that, that, you know, extend their assignment three, four times at the same place and then decide I want to stay here. You know, I really yes, like it here. And that build relationships, a lot. And that's great. Right. I mean, that's really what you want. It's um, the
0: opportunity to shop around and yeah. test it out and, yeah. and decide, yes,
1: this is where I want to, this is yeah. where I want to lay down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the creative approach to internal resource pools are probably to address some of that also right with some facilities that are looking to build those types of things internally. And so, uh, again, I think that's a human need that all of us have for those periods Mm -hmm. of, you know, just renewal and to get reinvigorated and see life a little bit differently, going back to you know, our team, that really is the role of our clinical excellence team is, as I have thought about it, my role for, uh, you know, as the leader is, we need to be providing to our HPs, the same training, education, opportunities for growth, leadership, um, education that, that, that we would, if we had walls around our work, we just don't, right? So we have units and hospitals and, ORs yeah. and we have those in all different states and everywhere. But if, if we were Nomad Hospital and we had walls, what would we do? What programs would we have? And so I love that question to HPs is how has travel nursing really expanded um, you and grown you and allowed you to flex different muscles? And, you know, I, I'm i just really feel privileged to be a part of trying to do that for a, a workforce that, again, I think is filling needs and standing in the gap and, and um, they're on the front lines every day. So mm-hmm. very good. Thank you so much, Valerie, for sharing your wisdom with
0: us. It sounds like you're doing wonderful things over at Nomad. You can find Thanks, uh, Valerie mm-hmm. and her team at nomadhealth.com. So we'll have that in the show notes below if you need to. And thank you so much. We will see you next week. Awesome. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks for listening to Travel Nursing and Allied Life. You can find the full show notes below or at TrapCon.org. Please help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.